Watch me. Mr. President, watch me. Look at us both. What we say, what we do, what we control, what we know, what kind of shape we're in. Come on. Joe Biden uh, interview last night. You having a good time, Joe? I hate to be too uh, conspiratorial, but the fact that his, you know, okay, he's finally done an interview. Um, He had uh, shunned all the late night talk shows. He hasn't talked to Chris Wallace. He hasn't talked to Jonathan Swan like uh, Trump has. He does the big interview in prime time on ABC last night. But it had so much more of the polished, edited look to it than these other interviews do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it was a, a prepared piece. It was not an interview that was aired. They interviewed him, then edited up a nice broadcast piece of it, which is a it's a huge difference. That response there was to the what do you say to people who say, you know, your mind is shot, <laughs> more or less. Watch me. Watch me. You'll see him. I thank you. <laughs> um, Come on. No, he he looked he looked fine last week. I'm you know. Yeah, I, I think if he would do more, stand there at a podium and take 15 hard questions like Trump does every single day, he would uh, he would come off a little different. But yes, absolutely. And and people have good days and bad days, too. Sure. No matter what you're talking about, including uh, the fading of your faculties on a particular topic, that being the coronavirus, which polls show uh, is is one of your super hot topics. Well, especially since 100 nudists have tested positive for COVID-19 at a French resort. I'm sorry to hear that. They're wearing masks, and that's it. God, I don't get nudists. I never have. Mm. Just don't get it. It's very freeing. It's natural, don't you know? Who wants to see average people they're not in love with naked? Get over it. I mean, it's it's nothing. It quickly becomes nothing. But what's the point? It's like seeing the wrists. Because you're free. Because it's freeing. It's natural. People have been clothing themselves with something, covering their genitals particularly, for practically forever. Yes, and now you get to shed that cocoon and be the beautiful butterfly that you are. Exactly. Just because that bimbo Eve took a bite of the apple. It's not my fault. I got hairy legs. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. I can see that. I want to be the opposite of a nudist colony where people, like, just cover themselves in clothes. Yes, they have one of those. It's called Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Fundamentalist Islam. I just don't want to see that much of your body. I'm calling the FBI. (laughs) Going the Steve Bannon route. Just multiple shirts. Yeah, Yeah. what what are you, an ISIS? (laughs) Um, So here's another clip from Biden. People claim the number one topic on their mind is handling the COVID. Uh, Here's Biden talking about it. Do you blame President Trump for lives lost? I don't blame him for the COVID crisis. I blame him for walking away and not dealing with the the solutions. The idea of saying that this is going to go away, this miracle is going to happen, there's all talk about the crazy things about bleach and using, I mean, it's just, he hasn't listened to the scientists. But do you think the negligence on the part of this administration has cost lives? I can tell you what Columbia University Medical School said. It said that he acted just one week earlier, he would have saved over 37,000 lives. Two weeks earlier, over 50,000 people. This is about telling the American people the truth, letting the scientists speak, listening to the science, not and stepping out of the way. So Biden said over the weekend that he'd be willing to shut the country back down if the scientists told him. Um, he told ABC News, I'd shut it down. I'd listen to the scientists, ask if the you know there was an increase in corona cases across the country. 
And Britt Hume responded to that on Fox, and I agree. But which scientists? Mental health doctors? Pediatricians? Economists? Or just epidemiologists? Their advice is about fighting the disease, but not about the collateral damage from doing so, which falls outside their expertise. Listening to only them has had serious consequences. Absolutely correct. Well said. And you had the uh, experience of Denver, which had a doubling of the number of people found dead at home of heart attacks because everybody's afraid to go get medical treatment. And the number of additional dead from heart attacks exceeded the number of COVID deaths in that region. So are you talking to cardiologists, for instance, or just epidemiologists who are fine folks? And we appreciate their work, but come on, there's well, more to it than that. And that's just in the field of medicine. But in the, the dismal science, economics, what about those scientists who say, uh, we're crushing the economy to the point that it won't recover for a half a century? Which could would cause you, millions of deaths of would, various sorts from despair and addiction to lack of medical treatment, et cetera. Do those scientists count? I'm really troubled by that answer that Biden gave. I'd shut it down. Watch me. Well, it's, uh, well, it's shut down the country again. OK, it's all about politics right now to the point where the ridiculous post office thing was enough to have Nancy Pelosi call Congress back to D.C., but not the financial relief for the country. Tim Scott was talking about that, the senator from South Carolina. It's so interesting. He said it's become completely clear that both the financial need from the COVID uh, disaster and reforming policing, the Democrats have decided they need those issues for November. So they are not even willing to sit down and talk about them until after the election. They want the issue. They don't want to solve it. Uh, Republican convention starts tonight. I didn't watch the Democrat convention. I probably won't watch this one until, but I was, but I watched Biden speak last week and I was going to watch Trump speak, but Trump's speaking every night, which I think is a smart way to do it. Why wouldn't you? Um, if the whole idea is we're getting free advertisement for our candidate, why not have the candidate on every single night? Mm-hmm. I am going to listen, watch at least a little bit tonight because I want to hear the McCloskeys speak. That's that couple in St. Louis that when the angry mob busted down the gates of their, their street and were yelling and brandishing you know, clubs and whatever and screaming, we're going to get you, and they brandished weapons to keep the crowd at bay and are being prosecuted for it. You know, given the nature of what we do and, and the way things are these days, uh, if somebody were to threaten me and my family and my property, I would do exactly the same thing. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, what happens with that, and I want to hear them. Also, I would point out to you, that was a brilliant example of what happened to the McCloskeys, what, what we were talking about last hour. And if you missed it, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. The mob that busted down those gates came onto their property and threatened them. Why did they do that? If you heard that segment, why? Because they wanted to change the McCloskeys' minds? No. They wanted to provoke a reaction that would look super mean and dramatic. And they got it. The McCloskeys took out weapons and said, stay back or you're going to get shot. That's why they do that. That's why the violence. That's why the destruction. To provoke a response that then the left media puts on the air and tells you, those are the real people. Those See those crazy white people with guns? They're the bad guy. We can tell because they're mean. Uh, I got some interesting stuff on the uh, the race stuff and wokeism and all that coming up in a little bit. Uh, that, that What did uh, Jack Dorsey of Twitter donate $10 million to over the oh. weekend? Stay tuned for that story. But um, back on the economy a little bit, you know, I'm going to listen to the scientists. 
The scientists say the COVID's bad. We're going to shut down the country. Going to shut it down. Oh, what about, uh, you know, mental health? What about kids in school? What about the economy? A couple of notes, and these are um, anecdotal, just things that happened to me. But I mentioned I took my kid to the skateboard store. We're going to get some new wheels for his skateboard. And they didn't have any. They didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, the, the, the shelves were completely bare. So they so finally managed to get open. They they're open, but they got nothing to sell, and that's because of supply chains. And I've had that happen with a couple of different kinds of stores where there's just no supply chain um, because the factories were shut down. And you think about all the steps in between of all those jobs and money and everything like that that's involved is just astounding. Well, I bought a trailer on Friday, bought a big trailer because uh, fire's close enough to our house. Over the last several days, we were concerned we are going to have to bug out and take all our animals and stuff with us. So I went and bought this trailer. Um, I show up to the lot, and they said, well, this is all we got. Uh, we usually have about 150 trailers in stock, but we've only got 30 right now. And I said, because of the fire? And he said, no, I don't know if we've had anybody else because of the fire. It's because everybody who's got the stimulus money, they're just buying stuff. And they, uh, people with stimulus money are buying trailers. So you got hmm. two ends to this pro- uh, thing that are really, really interesting. One, people that are making so much money off the stimulus that they're buying things they never had before. So not only are you, like, surviving, you're getting stuff that you wanted back when you had a job <laughs> because you have, in your mind, I guess, extra money? Yeah. More money than you've ever had before? Well, according to polls, 60-some percent of people are making more money now than they made with their job. 60%. That's a heck of a deal. Mm. And so people are buying all kinds of different stuff. I can't imagine what it's like for, I'd, I need to ask somebody at a dealership for like motorcycles, jet skis, boats, all that sort of stuff, if all these trailers are being bought. And then they also said, because of the COVID and the shutting down the plants, we're, gonna, we're three years behind, they think, on when we'll be able to restock our uh, trailer supply. Oh my gosh! So whether it's wow. skateboard stuff, trailers, whatever it is, where our supply chains for running all our businesses are so messed up right now, who knows how long it'll take to get out of that hole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what that does to the economy. When I talked to yet another business owner over the weekend, uh, good solid jobs in, in the trades. He's willing to train whatever. They can't hire anybody. They just can't find anybody who's willing to come to work. So, man, we've got ourselves tangled into a mess right yeah, now. How do you unknot that? Joe Biden. That's how. Watch me. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. China, and it looks like they're getting more and more belligerent, tries to either invade Taiwan or effectively take control of it and its important industries, would you let them get away with that? I think it's an inappropriate place to talk about it. But China knows what I'm going to do. China knows. You know, I don't want to say, yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. It's a very big subject. It's a very powerful subject. Uh, But I think China understands what I'm going to be doing. Where was that, by the way? I, I did think, what kind of a question is that? 
What if our biggest foe invades a country next door? What are you going to do? I'm, okay, well, let me spell it out. First, we'll do this. Second, we'll do that. That's what? How are you going to answer that question? Yeah, yeah, you can't. Although, I still kind of appreciate it being asked. But that was the right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not uh, you don't get to know. What? Tell me about your security clearance there, chong, chum. Uh, hey, very quickly, because we're getting just drowned with emails. The uh, the information we did on the radicals' tactics, the deliberate tactics of Antifa and the Marxists and BLM, why they do what they do and how they do it, it's at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Okay? You can't miss it. It's right there for you. Send it around to all your friends. If you say 2 plus 2 equals 4 and refuse to believe 2 plus 2 can equal 5, you're clearly a racist. I've been uh, following, what now? following this movement in the world of academia. It's uh, pretty damned interesting. Um, uh, maybe I'll get into that later, but uh, as, uh, on James Lindsay's Twitter feed where he's been talking, he's been in a battle with academics from all around the world on this. No, two plus two always equals four, no matter what you say. No matter your cultural background. And it doesn't matter what color of the guy who came up with this first. doesn't make any difference. Two plus two is four. Anyway, uh, uh, he was responding to this tweet from somebody with a Ph.D., there is no way until we eradicate capitalism, we cannot eradicate white supremacy. Capitalism is, in, capitalism is inherently a vehicle for and created to spread white supremacy. Well, so the free market, the free exchange of goods and services is designed to perpetuate white supremacy. And the only way to get rid of white supremacy is to get rid of capitalism. That's from a PhD, somebody teaching your kids at a university. Very nice. Um, on the subject of race, continuing that slightly different, uh, but in the same, same sort of mindset, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey donated $10 million uh, last week to Ibram X. Kendi. He is the guy who's come up with this whole anti-racism thing. Um... Uh, and wrote the book. Is he? He's not White Fragility. He's the no. other book. How to be an anti-racist. Right. Similar sort of thing. Um, both huge bestsellers, by the way, uh, right now, and the sort of thing that's going to be taught to your kid in school. And but both illogical garbage, by the way. Illogical garbage. Um, the whole anti-racist thing is you can't. There's no such. You can't say I'm not a racist. It's kind of like saying two plus two equals four. You're just announcing you're a racist by saying I'm not a racist. You're either a racist or you're an anti-racist. You're either every day working to be anti-racist, which, by the way, gets defined by the other side, and they get to change it on a daily basis, including tearing down the free market. That's anti-racist, right? Exactly. So, so uh, if you're like, whoa, 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 no, I think people ought to be able to exchange goods and services and innovate in the rest of it. You are a racist. Um. So one of the richest people around, the guy who runs Twitter, gave ten million dollars to Ibram X. Kendi, who, among other things, wants to make racism unconstitutional. He's been proposing a constitutional amendment that would prohibit racism (laughs) and dorsey gave him 10 million dollars to help that move forward uh here's what he says about that kendy's uh idea on that to fix the original sin of racism americans should pass an anti-racist amendment to the u.s constitution that enshrines two guiding anti-racist principles racial inequity is evidence of racist policy and the different racial groups are equals well let's just stop right there so anytime you have um um, if you have more white people than 70% in management, mm-hmm. 
Uh, if you have fewer black people than 13%, because that's how many black people there are in the United States in management, for instance, then you're racist. Right. And the Bureau of Anti-Racism can come and shut you down or punish you or, or whatever. And Yeah, and you would, you, would, you would stretch that to everything. Schools, grading, salaries, everything you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a constitutional amendment. That that is just a fact that that's racist. Yes. Um, obviously, that'll never happen. It's insanity. But why you would give $10 million to somebody who's pushing that? Well, that's not even my favorite part. My favorite part was th- is this department would essentially have police that would go out, and if anybody made a racist statement or a, oh, right. a racist policy or whatever, you would be punished. You would establish and permanently fund the Department of Anti-Racism, the DOA, comprised of formally trained experts on racism. <laughs> and would not be political appointees, would basically be racist cops. Right, and not answerable in any way to elections. Just an independent, anti-racist secret police who could punish companies or individuals for saying or presumably thinking anything that they call racist. Keeping in mind again, racist doesn't mean what it used to mean. Now it means anything against Abram X. Kendi and what he believes. Anything against him is racist because you're propping up the racist system. Anyway, I don't know where we're going with all this. Um, uh, Academics who believe capitalism is inherently white supremacy, that sort of thing. Great, Scott. I don't know where this ends up. some notions so idiotic only an intellectual could hold them. Hey, Zoom is down. We're free. No Zoom meetings. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I got a question for you. I'll let you think about it for a second before we get to it. Have the number of U.S. deaths from coronavirus been acceptable or not acceptable? <laughs> you got to choose one. Yeah, I know. Number of deaths, acceptable or not acceptable? Let you think about it for a while, and we'll get to the results. I'm scanning my news headlines here. German doctors treating Alexei Navalny, the famous uh, anti-Putin dissonant, say poison has been found in his system. It okay. was poison. No, no. He ate the spoiled trout at the airport. <laughs> uh, let's see. TikTok is filing a lawsuit against the Trump administration to fight the impending ban. Everyone is furious. Parents' protest punctuates two weeks of discontent. After Big Ten's decision to postpone the football season. So all the football parents are going crazy. Did you know that the league that is going to play, the SEC, uh, and what is it, ACC, another one. Anyway, a couple of the the conferences that are going to play football have won 14 of the last 15 national titles. So mm. if you look at it that way, there is college football. Yeah, yeah. Usain Bolt got the vid. Fastest man what? ever. He could, could not run it? Could not run the COVID. Come mm. on. Same joke. Not funny either time. And one more. <laughs> I really like this headline from the weekend. I don't know if you saw this story. B- Brazil's president, Bolsonaro, lifted a dwarf after mistaking him for a child. <laughs> I did not see that. You can see how it happened, but take some Bolsonaro's. It was to do basically that. he's going around and he picked up this gentleman. Oh, come to me here. Get me. Because of, hey, put me down. <laughs> what are you doing? Headlines featuring him can go any number of directions. Uh, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at any of them. Well, he, he told a reporter he wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A reporter was asking him about his wife's finances. He says, You know what? 
I'd like to punch you right in the face. I'm going to pick up a little person. So good news or terrible news, everybody. Zoom is down and we're finally free. <laughs> this, I actually like that headline. <clears throat> Video conferencing giant Zoom is experiencing widespread outages. Users in the U.S. and U.K. reporting problems joining video calls. Uh, let's see. They, they show outages in North America, some parts of Europe. Uh, it's never good for a major service like Zoom to go down, of course, but video conferencing software has become integral to life during the pandemic. Oh, really? A search for complaints on Twitter showed lots of people are annoyed that they're missing meetings and classes. It also shows lots of people are overjoyed that they're missing meetings and classes. <laughs> it is Monday, after all. On oh, the Zoom says, we're working Come as hard on, as on we your, can, blah, blah, blah. On your typical Zoom conference call, what percentage of the people are going to be unhappy if it turns out it gets canceled? <laughs> maybe the person running it is unhappy, but maybe. Not, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I put together this PowerPoint. <laughs> so since Zoom is down, I suggest you all practice in a mirror your pleasantly attentive face, which is so important for good Zooming. Try not to be visibly uninterested, disinterested, kind of pissed off and annoyed that you're doing this. What do you think about the people who have a like a still picture that they put there? You hear their voice and then they have just a still picture representing them. That's not cool. It's not Come cool. on. Come on. Well, the fewer video uh, videos you got going, the less it locks up. There's mm. no doubt about that. Okay, but well, I don't know. You want to put an avatar up there? I suppose I don't. I don't know. I, I was also seeing some examples of uh, parents who, after I don't know, the first three days of remote learning with their kids, they got a, a notification from their internet service provider: "Hey, you've used up all your allotted data for the month. Get, oh, right. Get, be prepared to be charged a premium for the plan that you oh, haven't been capped for." Right. Yeah, yeah, if you have an unlimited plan, you don't think about that. No, but, but right. not everybody did or, no, of course or should. Not. Of course no, not. No. Of course not. No, indeed. Of course not. Holy cow. One more reason to get the kids back in school. The nation is about to run out of credit card numbers. <laughs> suppose that's uh How about we just add a digit? I guess that's harder said than done. So many people have requested new cards because of the or pandemic. Easier I guess? said than done, obviously. More people are using credit cards and getting new cards. The nation now faces a shortage of the 16-digit combinations that are imprinted on the cards. Okay, there you go. Surely there's a workaround on that. Have you tried 934-687-7474-8711? Yeah, we tried that one. Dang it. Have you tried (laughs) 697? There's got to be a more efficient way. Dang it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Dang it! I thought I had a, I thought I had a workaround there. I um, have uh, good news and and philosophical news. The good news is someday this will all be over, <laughs> and the philosophical news is we'll look back and think it couldn't possibly have happened. I mean, we'll think, nah, I must be misremembering. Will it. we ever be normal again? I mean, things will get back to normal. Were we ever normal before? But will we ever be normal as a society? Or are we going to be kind of depressed and weird for the rest of our lives like everybody seems to be now? Mm, I hope not. I hope not either. Um, I'm depressed and weird for other reasons. Although this hasn't helped. Biden has a 52-point lead among college students. <laughs> so I think he's got that sewn up. So let's see. that. Let me do the calculation. So he'll get 170 votes. <laughs> and Trump will get 106. Because that's as many college students as actually vote. Um, and then to pay this off. So the question is presented to you. The number of U.S. deaths from coronavirus has been, 
acceptable or not acceptable? Yeah, I saw a great deal of political hay being made over this uh, question. I got to say, I think I would check the box for acceptable. I think I would. Does that make me a bad person? Well, I'm a professional annoyance. And I always respond to these with, well, what do you mean, acceptable? You got to pick one of the two. No, I don't. (laughs) Okay. He's doing it again, Then you walk away from the pollster. What do you have? You got some sort of dictatorial powers? You one of the Marxists? You will answer the question. Is it? uh, Well, there's a big breakdown. Acceptable or on? I wish it were lower. So does that mean unacceptable? I don't know. So there's a big breakdown among the parties. Uh, for Democrats, 90% say unacceptable, only 10% say acceptable. For Republicans, it's more. It's closer to, 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 to middle ground. 57% acceptable, 43% unacceptable. I first became aware of this poll. Uh, there's a tweet on my following musicians Twitter account, which is left of, of Marx. Um, then I have my news and... and information twitter account but on the music one the first time i became aware of the poll was the tweet that said wow about 60 percent of you republicans think all these 160,000 deaths are acceptable nice death cult you're running there <laughs> i'm like what what are you talking about so, and i looked at it i just I, and i think too much but okay every single human being on earth is going to die acceptable or unacceptable Obviously, it's acceptable. It has to be. How could it not be? Some infants die. Acceptable or unacceptable? It doesn't make me happy. Why don't you I wish just it were answer true. the question? When somebody hits you with a poll question, why don't you just answer it? I have the clipboard here. I ask the questions, <laughs> not you, citizen. Do you have an answer somewhat acceptable? <laughs> How about acceptable but unfortunate? What does that even mean, acceptable? See, that to me, I don't know. It puts people in the position of making a false choice. So for independence, it was two-thirds not, one-third yes. I don't know what happens when you add all that up and get uh, uh, an average where you end up, but... And and again, I don't think it's horrifying that 57% of Republicans said it's acceptable. No, I, think, I don't either. I, I think that fits in with more of the conservative philosophy of, you know, there's just bad things that happen in the world you have to deal with. And you can't seize control of the world to solve what you perceive as the problem. You just have to let it work itself out. Obviously, trying your best to to nudge the outcome. Uh, well, uh, here's here's another reason I'm I'm, you know, going to be annoying about this. The old folks who died in the New York nursing homes because Cuomo forced them to take COVID patients. Acceptable or unacceptable? I would say unacceptable. People who continued to do their jobs, they had plenty of protective gear, they were frontline nurses or whatever, and unfortunately they got it and they died of it. I would say it's incredibly tragic, um, but acceptable. Unavoidable. How about the fact that the CDC said, oh, yeah, we got enough tests, and they were lying and knew that they didn't? That's completely unacceptable. Sure. I'm also skeptical of any poll. Like, I don't think anybody ever answers a poll based on the question they are asking. I think people know, oh, this is a political poll. 
Right. And they want to know whether I hate Trump or not. Yes. So I'm going to answer this in that lens. Yes. Oh, you know, Nobody what, answers a question that's being asked anymore. They, they're well all said. too rhetorically savvy. Oh, you know, well and what would obviously be fantastic is if you could, uh, you know, have that have the politics reversed on right. it. And if ask this happened the same in question. Obama's thing, would yeah. the, what would what would that look like? Uh, right. I think it would look exactly the same, just with the names reversed. Yeah. Hey, great example of what we were talking. This is weeks ago. The but best it was... example of that is the mail thing. If oh. Trump, <laughs> if Trump were up by ten points, the politics would be completely reversed on this mail thing. Uh, oh, you know, trying to service? steal the election right, and right, right. you'd be saying, no, everything's fine. <laughs> well, and a great case study of that is the fact that Obama did do a lot of reform of the post office where he eliminated entire, like, not branches, but sections of it and reformed that, tried to get it to bleed less money. But nobody paid any attention. Nobody was screaming that rural Americans who get their insulin through the mail will die. It's just it's I, so ridiculous. I saw some polling. There's a much higher number of Republicans that think the election will be stolen than Democrats. And I'm just thinking if the numbers, if Trump were up by 10, you'd just get the reverse of that. That'd be my guess. And getting back to the virtue signaling or tribal signaling thing, a story of this uh, young Cleveland radio guy who lost his gig and why. Good morning. It's a great example of how the Twitterverse, the woke and anti-woke angry Twitterverse, they narrow down these these arguments to... Uh, the point that they all know the code words, but nobody else, normal people don't know the code words. But then when somebody uses the code word in their real life with no idea that it's a code word, all of a sudden the Twitterverse comes from them with savage viciousness and, and ruins them, gets them canceled, gets them fired from their jobs, etc. Um, but so this unfortunate radio dude and and please, please stop microwaving your pee in uh, convenience stores. What? Uh, that and m- what? much more. Much more to come. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thank you, Michael. I've been working on my dance moves. Hold on. Sean and I dance synchronized to this song because we got our routine work down. Oh, that's really impressive. BTS Dynamite, which smashed the YouTube 24-hour music debut record record with 98 million views on YouTube within 24 hours over the weekend. How soon can I expect this to end? I oh, am. Yes, oh, they're here to stay, Joe. No. <laughs> I like the cute one as opposed to the serious one. If there's anything I've learned about boy bands uh-huh. over the years, it's their staying power. <laughs> God dang, if you're in a boy band, invest well. Yeah. <laughs> Save your money. Yes, yes. That Ferrari, perhaps uh, a nice Ford Taurus instead. You won't be an androgynous. I don't think they make the Taurus anymore, do they? <laughs> you won't be an androgynous 19 year old forever. <laughs> Oh, boy. Craziness in Portland, running street battles between uh, Antifa and Marxists and then the uh, the Proud Boys and other uh, pro-cop organizations with uh, pepper spray and clubs and shields. And the uh, Marxists were hurling urine at speakers and a mush of human feces in water. 
at cops and and the counter protest. That's gross. It's a sentence I never needed to hear. Yeah, yeah no I know. kidding. Just it's a sick enough. So as everybody is just uh, on the war path for everybody else, or so it would seem. Oh, mush. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh. I know. I I know. I'm gagging myself, and I I brought you the report. Uh here's this 26 year old news anchor in Cleveland. This is such a good example of these idiotic times we're in. This kid, I mean, he's right out of college. He wrote and delivered a report referring to Democrat Kamala Harris as the nation's, and I quote, first colored vice presidential candidate. Now, uh, a couple of, there was a, it was in a promo, in a news promo that ran during Cleveland Indians baseball games. He'd written it and recorded it and put it in there. Baseball fans posted negative reactions on social media, etc. And uh, so, of course, um, he was fired. Uh, the NAACP uh, says it was uh, the National Association of Colored People for the advancement of colored people. That's right. Colored is an, considered an outdated term by many people who associated with slavery in the Jim Crow era of racial blah blah blah. But this kid, of course, immediately said, "Wow, I had no idea. It wasn't meant to be malicious or in any sort of way trying to defame the character of anyone. Uh, that was never the goal. I'm truly sorry. I feel awful for the station." Etc. Etc. So here is a young kid has no idea the evolving history. He is not allowed to say, "Wow!" Now that I know, I would never say that. What kind of society are we running? What kind of people are we? What kind of people are you? That's just well, it's so <laughs> vicious. Specifically, though, when the group that brings you down has the term "colored people" in it. You would think. Yeah. I mean, I, I I understand that that term has not been the, the, the chosen term for quite some time. Right. Well, that was the chosen term yep. at the time of the nation or the organization's founding. Right. That was the advanced, enlightened version. Yeah, exactly. And and this poor kid didn't know it. I, I feel like there's also a bit of the, the hollowing out of American newsrooms happening here, too. Oh, where yeah. Oh, in yeah, in yeah, previous yeah. eras, that would have been the caught. fresh out of college person had some layer of filters before his, his sure. first draft copy made it to the on-air promotion of their segment. No doubt about that. So listen to the statement uh, from the the guy who runs the station. Uh, We take this matter very seriously. The term used is extremely offensive and does not align with our station's core values and commitment to the communities we serve. He is no longer with uh, the, the station. It's extremely offensive, is it really? You you go to a, a black American and say, got this 26-year-old. He didn't realize that colored was a, like a, an outdated term, and some people object to it. Um, and he used it and then said, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it. I'll never use it again. Are you extremely offended? Unless you're dealing with a mentally ill person, they'd say, oh, no, that's all right. That's okay. You say he didn't mean it. No, no, he had no idea. Oh, okay. It says 99.8% of the population, but the kid's got to be fired. It's just, you know, it's it's not only a hollowing out of the newsrooms, which is true, but it's it's a hollowing out of people's trust in their own judgment, uh, trust in decency and, and working things out. It's either one thing or the other. It's either 100% acceptable or it's the death penalty. Well, if But if your goal is to ke- constantly keep people on their heels with right. an ever-evolving, uh, you know, changing of definitions, it, it's... Yeah. 
succeeding greatly. Right, and the activist's point is not that that 26-year-old young lad doesn't have his job anymore because he's a menace. No, the point is the terror. The point is the fear that, oh my God, if I say anything against these people, it's me next. So they instilled terror successfully. This kid is trying to say the right thing, so maybe he works in the industry again. He's he's kowtowing, he's begging forgiveness and the rest of it. Plus, he's he's 26 years old. He's terrified. Um, but it's it's a disgusting story, really. It's terrible. It's part of the whole two point two plus two equals five movement in academia. Is just if you raise your hand and say, uh, "No, two plus two equals four, they just get to call you a racist. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any difference. The, rea- the, the, the fact that two plus two does equal four doesn't really make any difference. That's not even the point. Right. I've come to understand. Right. It's just that who's going to raise their hand and say that? Mm-hmm. The person who raises their hand and says that, you beat up on them so that everybody's just scared to say anything. I mean, if and, and it's getting into a pretty scary territory. And this is only in the highest level of academic. These are like all PhDs having this argument. But if you have people too scared to say, but two plus two does equal four. Right. If people are afraid to say that on college campuses, man, you're really close to winning. Yeah, because, I would agree. I mean, this is not like, you know, there are shades of this argument or whatever, and people are kind of scared to get into the complications of, of various. No, this isn't. This is just you're not allowed to say what is obviously true. Mm-hmm. Not if we say you can't. Exactly. It's really interesting. Yeah, and to get back to this kid, it's not that what he said did any damage. It's it's now everybody's afraid to challenge these people because they know they can get you. Armstrong and Getty.